Rabbit Hole Roundup, episode 20. The birds are spying on us. What's happening guys? Welcome back to the Jared and James channel. I'm Jared Weiss. If you guys didn't know that, must mean that you're not subscribed to the channel. So you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Be sure to leave a like, drop a comment. Let me know what you guys think of this video. Follow me on every platform. So, just a quick announcement. So, RJ is going to be taking some time off. He has a lot of things he needs to take care of. And so, as I told him, as soon as he's ready to come back, his spot will be open on the Rabbit Hole Roundups. But for right now, you guys still got me, and I'm going to be keeping this concept rolling. I'm going to be doing solo episodes, and I may also be having some guests on. But I'm going to be running the solo episodes as similar as I can to mine and RJ's Rabbit Hole Roundups. Minus the person who's sitting next to me to react to the topics and stuff. But like, I'm going to be running these similar to the episode of Leftover Lies I did. So like, I'm going to be pulling up quicker articles, TikToks, fun truths videos, and we're going to be doing some deep dives into these. So it's still going to be just as awesome as ever. And then as I said... As soon as RJ's ready to come back, we're going to be back to crushing episodes together. Without further ado though, let's dive into this week's Rabbit Hole Roundup. So, first off, have any of you ever heard this conspiracy that birds aren't real? Now, the first time I ever heard this, I thought like this had to be something to make the conspiracy theorists look crazy and to get us off the path and that it had to be some intelligence placed conspiracy. But then I started diving into this more and like the first article that actually comes up is looking to gain an edge in the Cold War in 1977, the Central Intelligence Agency had recruited a new nearly invisible agent, a pigeon. It may sound unusual, but the idea of using pigeons for espionage wasn't without merit. And then if you scroll down further, it even says pigeons were trained to fly clandestine Cold War missions to secret sites in the Soviet Union. Instead of bringing back secret messages, they carried cameras that could automatically take photos of sensitive military sites and secret locations. Now, of course, the crazy side of this conspiracy is the people who say that all birds aren't real, they're all fake, they all have cameras in them, but like, as we know, for those of us who've eaten birds, whether it be chickens or turkeys, or for those of us who've run over birds or <laughs> or seen their guts splayed out, of course not every bird is a CIA spy, but taking this idea one step further, so this is where my knowledge and like of animated movies comes in, because in 2019 the movie Spies in Disguise came out. It's the future of espionage. Pigeons can be found in every major city around the world and no one notices them. It's the most perfect form a spy could take. I need you to unbird me, Walter. Which had to do with a pigeon being used to carry out intelligence agency operations and spy on people. So this doesn't sound so crazy after all, does it? And a complete side note, the other day when I was outside, and yes, I know that you're all going to call me crazy, you're all going to say that I'm reaching and whatever, but like the other day, I was outside my house, getting ready to take a walk, and it was a really cold day, I'm looking up at the power line, and there's one bird there. One bird. And as many of us know, birds usually flock together, most times they're being accompanied by other birds, but there was one bird sitting on the power line, and it was oddly just like looking back and forth, seemingly in this spy-like way. I don't know, maybe I am crazy, maybe this is just me being paranoid, maybe this is just me being my conspiracy self, but after knowing what I know now when it comes to this idea of the CIA actually using birds in these intelligence operations to spy on people, and taking that one step further, something else like I also found that recently from Renette Sinem when she went on Alex Zach's podcast is that these streetlights actually go alongside these 5G technologies and are actually able to spy on us inside our homes and are able to figure out 
the exact location of where we are in our homes. So, is it so crazy to believe that this one bird sitting on a power line could be there to look in on any of us? I don't know, but hey, it's a fun conspiracy to go down, and for any of us who are already paranoid, this is just going to make us even more paranoid. Next up, the next topic I want to discuss is a topic that I heard spoken about by JT Follows JC, who I've mentioned numerous times and who I'd love to have on the podcast, so if you're listening, reach out to me, please. But I've been checking out some of his past episodes the past few weeks, and in one of them, one of his guests was talking about how the whole nonsense of Darwin's theory of evolution and this idea of survival of the fittest and all that nonsense, for anyone who actually looks deep enough and who and who's actually capable of thinking for themselves. This idea of species jumping, or even this idea of us coming from monkeys, be it monkeys still exist, makes absolutely zero sense. But we've been so heavily indoctrinated by the whole school system, and so idea of fossils, and dinosaurs, and 4.6 billion years old, all that craziness, to believe that we came from monkeys. But when you actually think about it, what does this accomplish? So like, one of the questions I often get asked as someone who's a truther, who looks down all these rabbit holes, is why would they lie to us about this? So now, this guy who was on JT Follows JC's podcast was showing just how deep the evolution rabbit hole goes. Now first off, when you teach people that they came from chimps or these wild monkeys who aren't the cleanest animals and who engage in all these weird, gross behaviors at times, you now convince people that human nature is flawed and that human nature is animal-like and crazy and therefore it has to be corralled in as opposed to this idea of us humans being created in god's image and being these super special creatures who have capabilities and powers beyond our wildest dreams and who can think and create magnificence and who could ultimately create heaven on earth contrast that with this idea of us coming from chimpanzees and you've essentially gotten people away from god and you've gotten people to believe that us humans aren't special, we're just these tiny specks in this grand universe that we've been sold. And then taking this one step further, my next thought was, could this be the justification for why when they punish us, when the parasite class punishes us, it's like they're just doing their job because they're just preventing our wild human nature from getting out of hand. And as the guy was saying on the podcast, wouldn't this also justify a Jeffrey Dahmer type or any of these crazy serial killer types? Because they, they were just acting on their animal nature. And any one of us could, could do that at, at any time. So therefore, when you have a school system that teaches evolution and teaches us that rather than being the special creations who were made in God's image, we're actually these wild beasts who can't be tamed, then therefore, we actually justify the education system crawling us in, telling us to sit down and shut up for eight hours a day and to not actually think for ourselves. Because if we were to think for ourselves, we may actually realize the jail cell that's been created around our minds and around our bodies. Moving right along, the next topic I want to discuss is that according to NASA now, the moon is shrinking and therefore it may be too dangerous to land on it. This might create some some potential harms at the NASA sites. Guys, we never went to the moon once again as I played in last week's episode. Buzz Aldrin even admitted this. Because we didn't go there and and that's the way it happened. And I also gave pl- plenty more examples explaining how we never went to the moon. But like now, they're just going to keep delaying it. They're going to keep telling you why it's too dangerous. That was the whole purpose of the Challenger mission. Which, if any of you guys have ever actually looked into any of the people who were who were part of that mission, they're all still alive. Did they all have twins? Hmm. Something's not right over there. But why is it that every time SpaceX or NASA... Now sends out one of these crafts, we end up being told that, oh, it's too dangerous, or we're going to go next year. And then what ends up happening? $25 billion still go to NASA every year, 
and that budget is only going to be increasing every year. We have like $80 million per day, I think, going to NASA. And then where they tell us that it's too dangerous to do these missions. And then all we end up seeing is more CGI from the International Space Station. Guys, let's actually use our heads. Let's think for ourselves. Why do they keep delaying these missions? And then when anything actually does come from them, it's all CGI. It's absolutely the most ridiculous nonsense you've ever seen. Why, why can't we actually see a real satellite from space? Is it because they're really sad loons? Is that what the whole China spy balloon situation was? Was it like just a sad loon that was losing some air? Why is NASA the biggest buyer of helium in the world? Are they just throwing tons of balloon parties? Do they also make balloon animals? I wonder. And in further news from the NASA Space Agency, they recently found some planet which is 137 light years away. Hmm. You're telling me you can't go to the moon? Mars, as we know, for any of us who ever looked into the footage, is just Devon Island. But like, meanwhile, let's break this down a little bit. So, can't go to the moon because it's either too dangerous or, on the other hand, it's shrinking or, on the other hand, there's just nothing exciting going on there. Or, somehow, they may claim to not even have enough money to do this. But, somehow they're finding a planet that's 137 light years away. Guys, do we even realize how far 137 light years is? I don't even know what else to say when it comes to this. Just nonsense, blasphemy. Blasphemous! Absolute insanity for anyone who still believes that. But, we're gonna move on. Next up, one of the biggest topics that's been spoken about in the mainstream media for the past week or so has been this idea of Taylor Swift's AI scandalous images, to say the least, have been popping up on X, I believe, also known as these AI deepfakes. Now, I heard Andy Frisella mention this the other day, and this idea definitely made perfect sense to me as to why they're suddenly coming out against this, and as to why this AI deepfake is actually being released right now. So, like, think about it. With everything that's been going on, as far as the whole Epstein Island stuff, which, as I spoke about during the last episode, may just be, like, a huge psyop, but, like, as we know, all these operations definitely happen, but like the people in power and the elites would never actually out themselves, and this stuff would never be covered by the mainstream media. But as many of us are starting to realize and question, this stuff does happen, and so if there were videos, images of celebrities doing some sickening, disgusting acts to kids or amongst each other, what better way to get rid of that than to convince people that it's all deepfake and it's all AI? We're starting to see a major issue on the horizon when it comes to this AI being used because if you can convince people that everything that comes out can't be trusted because it all has the potential to be AI or deepfake, then you're blurring the lines between real and fake and then you can convince people that whatever is being shown to them is just this massive conspiracy and that it can't be trusted. And two better to use for this than the biggest pop star in the world right now than the greatest manufacturer relationship in the history of the intelligence agencies or the ruling class, giving Taylor Swift more reason to be this martyr, to be part of the limelight, and to be seen as this hero. What has she been calling her fans recently? Witches? That's some black magic, dark occultist stuff going on right there. If you guys aren't even curious about how the relationship got started, you guys definitely have to start asking more questions. I mean, how ironic was it that the same week that Travis Kelsey promoted the cowpokes, or whatever you want to call them, and the same week he started chilling for Pfizer, even though all of his past girlfriends actually looked way different than Taylor Swift, to say the least. But then, that same week, he, who was 33 years old, which, as you guys know, Freemason number, and Taylor Swift, who was, who was also 33 years old at the time, got matched up together. I'm not saying anything. But I think at the very least, we need to ask these questions. And as I actually spoke about during my episode on the song American Pie and the truth about that song, the CIA has been involved in the music industry for years now. 
And so, would it really be a stretch to think that their promotion of Taylor Swift now isn't totally authentic? And guys, even though I'm going to be releasing this episode the day after the Super Bowl, let's see if my prediction comes true, which is that either Taylor Swift is going to be proposed to at the end of the Super Bowl, or Travis Kelsey is going to lift her up on stage, or she's going to endorse a certain candidate. Let's just say Taylor Swift is going to have a large role at the Super Bowl. And it's not going to be authentic. It's going to be so staged, so scripted, that it's going to be hard to watch, but we can also laugh at it. Now, the last topic I want to address in this video is that this past week I had some really crazy dreams, which honestly can't deny the power of the spiritual world and the true nature of the reality with which we're living in. This was at the start of this past week. I had this crazy dream. So, Hear me out. This is a thousand percent true. This really happened to me. So I had this dream where this girl who I used to go to camp with was getting married. And for some reason in the dream, I was able to see all the RSVPs. And for some reason, none of my other fellow camp friends were going to the wedding. But like, I still wanted to go. Which is actually completely irrelevant to the reason why I wanted to share this dream. But just to add to the story. So I was still going to go anyways. But now, keep in mind, I haven't spoken to this girl in years. She was part of the teen travel program I used to love as part of my camp. But like, I hadn't spoken to her in years. Haven't heard from her, haven't seen her. I wake up from that dream. And that morning, the very next morning, I do my meditation, I go through my whole morning routine, and then I turn on my phone, open up Facebook, and what's the very first notification I get from? That same girl. Crazy coincidence? I don't know, but like, I think that there's there's definitely something going on in the spiritual world, and I think I'm very connected to the spiritual world, especially these days, and I don't think you could deny it. I mean, I hadn't spoken to this girl in years. And heard from her and seen her on Facebook in years. And the very first notification the day after having a dream with her in it, where she was the main person in the dream, and yet she appears on my phone then? That's bizarre. Now, the next dream that I want to share also was that one night this past week, I was having some anxiety over a certain situation in my life. I was wondering whether everything was going to work out. And so my mind was racing and it was creating all these, all these irrational thoughts about a friend of mine. But then I have a dream that night. And this person who I was worried about comes downstairs and the very first thing the person does to me shows me a thumbs up sign. If that doesn't tell you that our dream world is real and that there's some super interesting stuff going on in our dream world and maybe there's even a interesting reality within our spiritual world, then I don't know what does. So if that doesn't show you how powerful our dreams are and how powerful our minds is when it comes to interacting with our spiritual world, then I don't know what does. Anyways, I also want to share with you guys one more interesting piece from this book, which, as I said, I'm going to be referencing more and more often. Tavisak Institute Social Engineering the Masses by Daniel Astulin. So, like, there was one part talking about this book that came out in the spring of 1980 called The Aquarian Conspiracy. Overnight, it became a manifesto of the counterculture, defining the counterculture as a cultural group whose values and norms are at odds with those of the social mainstream and in practical terms as the youth rebellion that swept North America and Western Europe in the 1960s and early 1970s, the Aquarian conspiracy declared that it is now time for the 15 million Americans involved in the counterculture to join and bring about a radical change in the United States. In fact, this book was, was the first mass publication to promote teamwork, a concept held as a paragon of virtue and readily promoted by business management gurus. Teamwork, however, was a psychological technique the Tavistock Institute introduced as a way to control brilliant individuals 
through peer pressure. Hmm, is this about establishing groupthink, maybe? Let's keep reading. It was part of the experiment conducted by Brigadier General and Tavistock Master John Reese in the field of group therapy. L. Marcus, writing for the Campaigner magazine in April 1974, explains... A skilled group can use the group to create a powerful family environment. Once this environment is induced, it becomes possible for the therapist to manipulate a member of the group not by a direct attack, but by subtly manipulating through suggestions the other members of the group. If the victim has been sucked into thinking of the group as something warm and helpful, then when the man- that environment has been manipulated to turn against him, it will tend to have the impact of deep motherly rejection. Furthermore, if the victim is not completely aware of the therapist's chain of manipulation, he will tend to internalize their result, thinking that he himself is responsible for this new awareness about himself. Marcus goes on to say, if the controllers can succeed in structuring a stressed individual's or group's situation appropriately, the victim can be induced to develop for himself a special sort of reaction formation through which he democratically arrives precisely at the attitudes and decisions the dictators wish to force upon him. What does this mean? Why do you think that for the past few years we had all these people who yelled at others to put their mask on or to get a certain injection? And then why is it that we have all these people these days who, if you're going outside the group think, this is seen as dangerous and therefore you have to get back you have to get back in line. So this has been started by this idea of Tavistock Institute talking about this idea of teamwork and the Aquarian conspiracy and groupthink. And then this fear of rejection always gets played on us because humans are very tribal in nature. And so if you're not seen as part of the group, this could be seen as as this type of ego death and this could be seen as this exclusion from our society. So if you play on everyone, that everyone is thinking a certain way and if you don't, then you're the crazy one and you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. That's too scary for a lot of people to handle because a lot of people haven't worked on themselves enough and haven't gotten comfortable enough with standing up for what they believe in. And so these people can easily be manipulated into following the group and following the group orders if it appears that everyone is going along with these ideas. And this has been introduced in the whole school system. It's been part of the mainstream media convincing everyone that certain agendas everyone's going along with. And it's the same thing when it comes to the Twitter files, creating creating social media bots to leave comments and videos to make everyone think that the whole country is believing a certain thing. It's all part of the same agenda. Anyways, guys, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Be sure to drop a like. Leave a comment. Let me know what your thoughts were on this episode. Stay curious. Stay thinking for yourselves. Question everything. And I will catch you guys. And one more thing. We are on a flat, non-rotating earth. I will catch you guys in the next video. Peace.